Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Belmont Journal, Belmont's own local program for hyperlocal news and community affairs programming. I'm your host, Roger Colton. The MBTA is studying the possibilities for greater use of rail lines in the future. Whether you use the rail lines or not, whether you're a rider or not, please take their survey at mbtarailvisionsurvey.com. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Belmont Citizen Herald. I have with me today Joanna Juvelis, who is the multimedia journalist for the Citizen Herald and for Wicked Local Belmont, Belmont's online and print source of local news. Thanks for stopping over. Thank you, Roger. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Thank to you. be taping on Valentine's Day. Thank you. You're looking very Valentine-ish <laughs> today. Thank you. The, uh, uh, we're entering into election season in Belmont, yes. and we have a whole set of contested races. Yes. Let's go through each one. Surprisingly, we have three races, and I say surprisingly because it was really last minute, up, right up until the end. The deadline was February 12th. I didn't know for sure if there would be a race um, for school committee or housing authority, but as yes. it turns out, there will be a race for those two uh, positions as well as selectmen. And surprisingly, we actually have three candidates running for selectmen now. Okay, and we've heard of Jesse Bennett and Roy Epstein. Right. Who's the new one? Who's Tim the new candidate? Newcomer Timothy Flood. He filed his papers on February 12th, deadline day, and I sat down with him to, to find out who he is. He has a seventh grade daughter at the Chenery. He owns a business in Belmont called East Coast Chip Keys. He's been on the Chenery PTO. He's a U.S. Marine. He served in Iraq and Afghanistan. He's worked in federal enforcement. And he believes he is the neutral party, the non-bias, non-political. So he's never held a, uh, a town office and he has no political ties. Right. He's, he's marketing himself as the neutral party. So Timothy Flood, Roy Epstein, Jesse Bennett Jesse are Bennett. the three candidates yes. for the Board of Selectmen. Yes. Okay, the school committee is, uh, is a little complicated. Uh, let's start it with the three-year term. Okay, so there are two three-year seats, and there are three people running for those seats. So that's okay. a race. Newcomer Amy Checkaway filed her papers on February 8th. She was one of the last-minute people. And she has a background in education policy. She works for APT Associates. She's very involved in the Chenery and Wellington PTOs where her children go. She has two sons. And I believe she's also on the Bethel Temple Family Education Committee. And we also have uh, incumbent Andrea Prestwich, who's been on the school committee for three years. She wants to run for re-election. She helped found and lead Start School Later. And she's an astrophysicist. Okay. And the other newcomer is Peter Pantazopoulos. He has two young sons, a kindergartner at the Wellington and a one-year-old, and he, he is a finance guy. His, his background is numbers. He's a global analyst, I believe, okay. global financial analyst okay. for a, another company called Apps Associates. Sounds similar to the company that uh, Amy works for, but it's not the same one. And then Jill Norton and Lisa Fiore are not running for re-election. Jill has served one year and in fact um, there's a one-year seat that our very own Michael Crowley has filed nomination papers for. He's running unopposed. Okay, so we have three candidates for the two 
three-year seats and uh, one candidate for the one-year seat. Yes. And, and now housing authority race. We have two people running for one seat. Yes. Incumbent Thomasina Olson, she's been on the housing authority since 2016. She wants to run for re-election. Okay. She serves on the housing trust. She's known as the founder of the Payson Park Music Festival and she's a town meeting member. She's chairman of the Republican Town Committee. Okay. Then there's a newcomer, Cassandra Page, and she has lived in Belmont Village for 30 years. She's a housing authority resident. She, and she'll be the voice of the, the residents. She wants to be the voice of the residents. She believes that a lot of residents are afraid to come forward and voice their concerns. Great. Okay. Well, thanks. Within the Belmont community, any number of Belmont residents experience substantial economic needs. Longtime local activist Ann Mann works with many of these families and coordinates obtaining help for them through the Belmont Parents Facebook page. The Belmont Journal's Frederick Riglo sat down with Ann Mann and with some of the people who both help and have received help through her efforts. Hi! Hi. I'm trying to reach Brenda. I'm here. That's you! <laughs> Yay! It's so nice to meet you! So there's a Belmont Facebook page, and what happened is I put out a post for another woman. She was really struggling and taking a bus an hour and 15 minutes to get here, to get to work. And so it started with her, and I said, I'm adopting a family, and I'm wondering if any of you might be able to help. I need to get a snowsuit for a young man and perhaps some toys for Christmas. And the response was overwhelming. I remember who asked for help. I can't remember what... Um what they needed, I believe, but I, I had it and um, I wanted to pass it down. And it's, I mean, I just as a mom, I think like we need to take care of the children, they're so little, and I so I wanted to help out in any little way I could. This is the first time that I've gotten to meet Brenda because I always just my husband or I will swing by, put something yeah. on the porch, and then other neighbors have put things on the porch, but we haven't physically seen each other, right. uh, and it's great. Right. I want to hug you, baby. <laughs> oh, yay. Yep, so I had posted something on the parent, the Belmont Parents Group, and I was like, you know, are there any food pantries? Um, and, you know, I did say, you know, my husband is the only one working. I am, you know, I'm six and a half months pregnant need a little bit of help and the response was amazing somebody yeah. had they created a meal train for us which was wonderful I got to meet a lot of great parents who had brought us dinners um, you know a mom had taken us to go to Costco's and get things that we needed um, tons of donations I've gotten tons of clothes I haven't had to buy anything it was just Good. great food you know we even just people just you know giving you well wishes and blessing you and, and just saying you know unfortunately it can't help but you know, I'm keeping you in my thoughts and, um, you know, and I've been able to now, being a little bit baby, back on my feet, I've been able to pay it forward. He's completely grown out of clothes and giving some, you know, right. anybody needs them or I had a, a breastfeeding pillow that I wasn't able to use and I was able to give that to a new mom. And, and Her first post had probably 20 or 30 people respond saying, I want to help. And that's when we realized there's a large community of people here that that aches to take care of another member. That it we was, want to in, 
increase the size of the family. It was, I'm going to cry. Um, I know. Just, you know, my, my husband is a very skeptical person, you know what I mean? So he's like very, he's grown up, grown up a little rough and the, to see him be like, it's amazing, you know, to come home and there be things on our porch. Right, and, right. And, and at one point he was like, I don't know where we're going to put everything. He was like, I mean, it's just. The fact that it, we were able to give our kids a really great Christmas, you know, not even just gift-wise, but just, you know, to feel home and to feel complete and, you know, and, and, and okay. Right, was, not afraid. Great. You know, it was wonderful. Historically, I had a terrible situation that happened to me many, many years ago that, that put me in... A situation where I never want anyone else to have to go through it and now I have the ability to keep someone from having to go through it so that's my goal and I wanted people to know that there's nothing to be embarrassed about and that we actually have more than enough to give away and tell us what you need and we'll get it Please, I was very hesitant to ask for help I'm you know have always been independent I've always taken care of myself and I just want everybody to understand and to know that it's okay to ask for help. Right. I just want to say that there's probably over a hundred women that helped me just this last Christmas. It's incredibly empowering to change life it, it for the better. It, it feels so good. Hello, and welcome to This Week in the Belmontonian. I have with me today Franklin Tucker, the editor and publisher of the Belmontonian. Belmont's online source for hyperlocal news. Thanks for stopping over. Oh, thank you. The uh, Community Preservation Act provides for funding particular projects, and there are two projects that are in the news uh, that, today. That's right. There were two projects that re that were up for approval by the um, by the by the commission, and the, those uh, and there's about nine that are going to go before town meeting, which which ultimately approves. Or, dis, or doesn't approve uh, granting the money to these projects. And the two projects were uh, delayed a little bit because of their, a little bit of a controversy. The first one uh, was is a bandstand that is going to be constructed at Payson Park, that is going to be part of the Payson Park Music Festival. Uh, it was sponsored by uh, Tommy Olson. Now, this, was, this has been going on for a number of years. A couple uh, of years, it, yes. Some, it, it just didn't meet some of the criteria that the CP that the commission or the town was looking for in terms of architecture, you know, plans, how it was going to be built, uh, how it was going to be paid for. Uh, so, so basically, um, now it seems like the the DPW is going to be doing most of the heavy lifting on this. And, and this of, basically is simply a structure to keep keep the rain off of people's uh, equipment. music instruments. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's not going to be a, a, a big controversial, um, uh, like, a, like a shed like in Tanglewood or anything like that. It's going to be a very simple, very tasteful uh, uh, thing. It was just that Tommy, uh, uh, Miss Olson, who runs the uh, festival, never got her um, uh, all her material together to the satisfaction. Now, the, basically, the DPW is going to be doing a lot of that. Okay, let's talk about the clock in the uh, the Unitarian Universalist Church. Well, it's called the town clock, and the town clock, and it's been a dispute for a while on who actually owns it. Uh, the church always thought the town owned it, owned it. The town always thought it was part of the uh, uh, of the church. So there was a, always an issue of of was public money going to be spent on a religious structure. 
Now, and this clock hasn't worked for a couple of years. That's right. right. It's it's an old clock. <laughs> it's as old as the steeple that's uh, at the universe uh, at the Unitarian Church. So basically, uh, uh, funding uh, came down for it, but it really came down to where the board of selectmen said, "Look, who owns it?" If you come back with a, uh, and, and then the commission said, look, if you come back with an application that says, uh, okay, the church owns it, but uh, it's not, but we just want this one part of, of the church steeple, the clock, to be repaired, that doesn't seem to uh, bother anybody. But they also said, if, if somebody does sue, uh, what, will, what will happen likely is that the, the CPC or the board of selectmen will just say, okay, we won't do it. <laughs> but the the question of whether the town gets sued really isn't a laughing proposition. It Not, could affect the town. It could financially. affect financially. Uh, Floyd Carmen, treasurer and a longtime member of the C, uh, uh, CPC, said that uh, you know you can't be cavalier about um, uh, about being sued, especially if by somebody who has deep pockets. Um, he said that it could affect uh, anything from uh, the the rating that the, the the bond rating that the town has, which is a triple A. He said that you know if you have a, if if the if the bonding agencies believe that you have so, some sort of um, uh, uh, cavalier attitude uh, towards you know being sued and stuff like that, they may you know they could easily drop you down uh, in terms of um, your uh, uh, your rating. So if if you go from triple A AA to double A. Uh, I mean, that could cost millions of dollars in a, in a bonding. And given the fact that the town is going to be seeking uh, debt for the new school, that's right. That it, it's not a little bit of money; it's a lot of money. That's right. It's millions of dollars that could be added to the taxpayers. Okay, let's close the door on that very briefly. The girls won their third straight title. <laughs> the boys won their their league title in basketball right? that's right uh they they are both um uh, undefeated in the league and they're uh, as of uh, thursday um uh, uh on uh, saint valentine's day they're going to look to go undefeated in the league for the first time um uh for both the teams for the first time at the same time it's uh they'll be 16 and 0 in the league the girls are rated number one in this in the eastern massachusetts by the globe and herald and it's a just an exciting time that's great. Thank you very much. Here's the Belmont Media Center's Jane Peters to tell us about what there is to do in Belmont in the coming week. In her segment, Jane has the opportunity to sit down with Claire Kinsler and Stacy Conroy with the Foundation for Belmont Education to talk about the upcoming Foundation Dinner. Hi everyone, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar for next week. Before we get into next week's events, we have a couple of guests with us today. We have Claire and Stacy. They're on the board for the Foundation for Belmont Education. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having us. And uh, you're here today to talk about the annual FBE fundraiser. It's going to yes. be on March 16th this year. And the, fa uh, the theme is uh, the Roaring Twenties, which is really fun. Can you talk a little bit about what's going to be going on at the event, some of the highlights? That are happening sure. this year? Um, yeah, we are really excited about our theme this year, Roaring uh, Roaring Twenties, because we are just completing our 25th year, so we're roaring through our 20s. Oh, perfect. Is the idea. I love it. Um, and there's going to be lots of exciting things going on this year at the event, um, including some roaming characters. You mm -hmm. might run into Charlie Chaplin. Um, there will also be some gambling for a cause. Okay. Um, and there'll be dinner and dancing, of course. Mm -hmm. um, Silent auction. Silent auction. Yeah. Yeah. Those two. So we could talk about those. Items. 
our live auction is a, a really lively auction. People get really into it, mm -hmm. so it's um, as much entertainment as it is bidding <laughs> for a cause, I'd say. Um, but we have some really exciting auction items this year, mm -hmm. including a lot of travel packages. Um, specifically, there's um, a home, a villa in Tuscany, Italy. Oh my goodness! Um, that would be you know perfect for two couples to go take a vacation mm -hmm. together. It would be a great um, kind of team donation. Mm -hmm. uh, and in addition to that, we've got uh, Rolling Stones tickets. Uh, we also have Billy Joel tickets. Uh -huh. um, and I don't want to ruin all of the, <laughs> no. all of the surprises. No, it's but. a perfect thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so these are things that have been donated by people in town, businesses and that kind of thing, all different kinds of stuff that people can bid on. A lot of it comes right. from our local community members who do donate to us every mm -hmm. year. We've got some long-term um, donors in that way and other ones are just stuff that we get out there and we look for um, or that they somehow come to us and want to be part of our auction. Great. And um, who is going to be at this event? Um, is this something that you can go to if you don't have kids in the school system? Is this open to anyone in the public? Absolutely everybody in Belmont can come. It's open to everybody um, except for children. Uh, but we encourage people who have either kids in the system now, kids coming into the system, kids who've gone through Belmont school mm -hmm. systems to come back and celebrate with us. Uh, we see a good number of staff from the schools, the mm -hmm. superintendent, school committee members, all sorts of So it's a great people. community mm -hmm. event for all kinds of people to come to. Great. Okay, and so this is going to be a really great community event. People can donate um, to the FBE, which then in turn does a lot to support the schools. Um, you guys have contributed to a lot of different projects and some that people may not even realize. Mm -hmm. For um, sure. We'll talk a little yeah. bit about that. The uh, FBE gives all of their money back through a grant process, mm -hmm. um, and some of the things that we've funded through that the last few years are Chromebooks in all of the classrooms. Um, we've funded greatly to the social-emotional learning curriculum, mm -hmm. which is district-wide and one of the biggest initiatives that our district has right now. Uh, we are nearly about to surpass the $4 million mark in That's how much incredible. we've given back through our 25 years. Um, so we hope that this event will help push us over that. Yeah, mm -hmm. awesome. And then lots of opportunities to do that. So on that note, people can still buy tickets to the event. They can. Um, they go to your website to do that? Yep, they can go to our website to purchase tickets and actually um, something worth noting is that the, the price does go up after March 1st. Okay. So now's a really good time to go ahead and purchase those tickets. Great. So in addition to purchasing tickets, um, are you guys looking for volunteers? Are you still looking for donations to the auction and that sort of thing? And how can people do that if they're interested? We're always happy to have both. Volunteers um, are always a welcome addition to any event. Uh, all of that information as well is on our website as well. There's a volunteer button that anybody can press. Um, and also donating, which is we take donated items right up until the end for our mm -hmm. online auction especially because that runs for two weeks before and after the actual event. So there's always time to donate um, from local businesses or beyond. Can people participate in the online auction if they everybody the can, event? Everybody okay. can participate so in the online auction. It goes All of that information goes out to the whole community. Great. Mm -hmm. Well, I wish you guys the best of luck. I hope this helps push you over that uh, $4 million dollar mark um, and that you have a very successful fundraiser on the 16th. So thank you so much for coming in and talking with us today. Thanks, Jane. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, we'll get into next week's events. The Lunar New Year is a time to honor deities, ancestors, display signs of good fortune, happiness, wealth, and longevity. The New Year's Gala at the Beach Street Center will include performances of Chinese singing, dancing, kung fu, and more. The celebration takes place on Tuesday from 1.15 to 2.45. Calling all grandparents, grandchildren, and friends, students and teachers from the basic program at Chenery Middle School will be visiting the Beach Street Center on Tuesday from 2.30 to 3.30 for an afternoon of fun and games. 
snacks and beverages will be provided for this relaxing intergenerational program. Families are invited to Belmont Books on Tuesday at 6 for a game night. Games of all kinds and snacks will be provided by the store. Come on down and enjoy some family fun for all ages. And on Thursday, head down to Belmont Books in your coziest PJs for a story time with local children's author Maddie Frost. Whiskey lovers rejoice! The Wellington presents a Westland Whiskey Dinner on Tuesday at 6.30 within the Wellington's private well room. Enjoy a whiskey dinner with Nick and Zach Taylor of Taylor & Taylor Whiskey Company. Tickets and the full menu for the evening can be found on Eventbrite. Malt is one of the most critical elements of beer, and the Society of Master Beer Sierge wants to take you on a journey exploring this ingredient on Thursday at 6. You'll learn to better understand malt's aroma, taste, and mouthfeel while tasting and talking about pale, pilsner, wheat, biscuit, and other malt varieties. Lookout 007, the Mad Science Spy Academy is in session next week for February school break. Decode messages and use spy equipment like metal detectors and night vision in this week-long camp that will have you communicating stealthily like real spies. Visit northboston.madscience.org to sign up. As Belmont parents know, next week is school vacation, and Belmont Recreation has programs of all kinds available to students. For athletes, there is an all-sports clinic and a flag football clinic running from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. BMC is hosting a TV production camp where students will create their own TV show. And Chop Chop Family is holding a three-day cooking series titled What's for Dinner? Parents can register online, at the recreation office, or by mail. And that's all for next week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can email your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. Art Gallery has a new exhibit showing this month in its home at the top of the Homer Municipal Building. Jane Peters sits down and interviews Julie Dapper, one of the three artists featured in the exhibit called The Three Graces. I believe it's been a couple of years I've been involved with the Belmont Gallery. They've hung up pieces that I've done and they really liked my art basically and they liked my collages especially and so I was asked to be a part of this show, The Three Graces. Uh, the Three Graces were Greek figures, uh, charm, beauty, and grace um, is what they represented. They were the daughters of Zeus. And um, the show is sort of uh, looking at the three artists as contemporary representatives of the three graces. Um, so I feel like that's a, a great idea for a theme for this show. When I do collages, they're very spontaneous. And what I love about it is the discovery. And um, I start usually by just laying down paint. And then I just, um, maybe something in the way the paint is laid down, the colors, they suggest a theme or I see a figure. This is about a poet that I love, Christina Rossetti. She wrote a lot about paradise. And so the inspiration for this is once in a dream, I saw the flowers that bud and bloom in paradise. And so I'm trying to capture a feeling. And I use, you know, little treasures and things. Some are found, some, you know, I've ordered. And um, I try to find just the right place for them. So it's, a, it's an organic process when I paint. I love layering. I love finding the layering in my art. So uh, sometimes, you know, I'll tear something away because I don't like it and then there's a layer underneath there that I am surprised by. 
um, and you know it will look great. Yeah, so from an early age, I was always inspired by fairy tales and um, myths and poetry. And it's like an endless source of inspiration, these subjects, because they're so deep. Poetry is all about layers of meaning and dimension. So that's what I try to get, like a visual poetry. Um, and I, I tend to put uh, many elements in my pieces. I really appreciate simplicity as well, but when I put all these elements, um, I am always aware of trying to tie everything together. Um, so there's a lot of diversity, but, you know, looking at it, it's a, you know, picture that's not difficult to look at. It's uh, just interesting to look at. That's what I strive for. Here's Belmont Media Center's Executive Director Jeff Hansel with this week's edition of Belmont Speaks Out. The following editorial contains views and opinions of the speakers and are not those of Belmont Media Center, the Town of Belmont, Comcast, or Verizon. Hi, I'm Jeff Hansel, the Executive Director at the Belmont Media Center. And if you just don't have another 59 seconds, well, go to bit.ly slash SaveBMC and tell Congress to tell the FCC to save the funding for community TV stations across the country. Now what's happening? The FCC is considering a minor rule change that would actually wipe out funding not only for the Belmont Media Center, but for hundreds of other community TV stations across the country that serve in thousands of communities. For 40 years, community television has provided a non-commercial, publicly accessible platform of free speech, creative expression, and community communication. It's irreplaceable. And if we lose this platform, of community expression, what you'll have left with is, well, Facebook, Twitter, and Google. And despite their huge wealth and technological heft, they've been hacked by the Russian government, foreign entities, and commercial enterprises, and have unduly influenced not only our elections, but consumer buying behavior. On the other hand, the Belmont Media Center features only real people like you talking about real news and real issues that affect your community. So, if you want to continue to see the Belmont Journal every Friday night at 10 p.m., go to bit.ly slash SaveBMC and Save Community Media. Thank you. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Belmont Journal. Thanks for watching. I'm your host, Roger Colton. I will see you again next time.